I'm sorry. Oh, Okay, here we go. Eleanor part two. Eleanor part two. She's just like such a fulfilling life that we need to break this up into multiple parts because she's that amazing. No, literally. Like, and and also like did so much with the first lady. And I don't mean to say that these other ladies didn't, but Eleanor really like she did a lot. Like it's a lot. Yeah. No, this probably won't come up. I guess until the third um, part when we talk about post White House life, but. Uh, there's a whole thing with Hillary Clinton that I want to, I read about. That oh, I cannot really wait. Because now that I think about it, their lives kind of took a oh, similar path. I definitely think. Even just the personal life. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, 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 um, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting that uh, how. Uh, and she has a relationship really, with Kennedy at a point, because doesn't he appoint her as something? Yeah, yeah. When she is post-White House, um, she helps a lot with the UN General Assembly, uh, the Human Rights, like Bill of Rights, I guess. I forget the, the proper name for it. But, um. Yeah, so she's part, you know, the Kennedy, um, you know, they, they know each other, which is yes. insane because Kennedy sounds so much more recent than the Roosevelt. I know, I know, I know. Um, but, yeah, and, like, when her she dies, her funeral's obviously at, obviously at Hyde mm-hmm. Park. Um, in the and 60s, like, 1965. Yeah, 72, I think she died. Oh, 72. Um, but, you know, all these, like, world dignitaries and, and U.S. presidents who are alive and, and current and past – uh, former come to Hyde Park like this little sleepy town so crazy <laughs> in New York yeah 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 because of Eleanor which is really great insane but insane. we're getting ahead of ourselves I know we are okay so to start this episode I want to talk I want to tell us a story because this is a story I'm that really I I know I've been excited to tell this story so um there's a book called what she ate um it is by Laura Shapiro and it's all about women and their different relationships with food um there's all historical women or sort of like um it's all yeah it's all different women like uh historical famous somewhat women but but it's a very odd collection of women um and it's a fabulous book and and just kind of um how food kind of played a role in their lives or didn't um and so when I was thinking about Eleanor Roosevelt, I remembered that there's an essay about her in this book. And I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, I have to go back and read what that was about. Because I, I have brief memories, but I wanted to like kind of really get into it. Yeah. And so it's it sort of ties into all of the things that we've been discussing with Eleanor before we talk about what she did in terms of policy and in terms of um, politics. Uh, it's important to talk about like as the first lady of like the world or the um, the United States. Yeah. It's like we expect these women to somewhat be like the homemaker or mm-hmm. something like that. And the White House is their home. Yeah. And Eleanor was not into this. This was not for her. She did not like this part of uh, any of, of being a woman. And I think that like. Uh, we made that super clear in our last episode, whereas, like, she always kind of felt out of place because the yeah. role of a woman in her life, um, just be, based on the time that she was born, was very much like, you know, uh, do the housework, mm-hmm. do the cooking, do the cleaning, do the raising of the children. Um, and she was just not into that. She didn't want that life. And so um, it was hard for her to reconcile being... Uh, the the idea that you can be a positive member of the family mm-hmm. as a woman and not do any of those things. Yeah. So that was a battle that Eleanor had her whole life. But anyway, um, famously, she was a horrible cook. <laughs> like an absolutely terrible yeah. cook. And 
when they were first together, there was parts of these that like, you know, uh, when her and Franklin were first together, there were parts of these that, you know, she she kind of would make, they would make sort of fun about how bad a cook she was. So they would do these Sunday night dinners and they would invite all like all these fancy people over for dinner. Yeah. And then there was always like part of the, I don't know if homemaking is the right word, but part of like the, sometimes there would be like a, a presentation. So maybe the, mm-hmm. the woman would come out and like toss a salad in front of everyone or like some, you know, so maybe like something dumb. ridiculous. So Eleanor... <laughs> got this huge dish and they would do this every Sunday. Yeah. So you get this huge dish. Yeah. And it was like hot somehow. I don't know yeah. if it was like on the stove or something. And she would scramble eggs. That was like her thing. She would make scramble eggs. Okay, I love that. I love which an is egg, like a protein queen. But like she would like do it in front of everyone. Yeah. Like she would be like butter, milk, eggs, mix. So and like scrambled dumb. eggs for dinner. Yeah. And it was always kind of just like this funny thing. But like yeah. there was always this idea that like if you went to the Roosevelt's for dinner you left hungry. Yeah. So, like, you have to, like, <laughs> you will be hungry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she was, like, she was really, you know, she wasn't as political, I think, as people think early on. She yeah. was, grew up in this very wealthy family. And so she could easily hire a housekeeper if she needed to. And there's, like, there's a line in the essay where it says, like, they don't, I don't think she washed one dish in her whole life. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Um, he, Franklin, encourages her to get into politics. And, of course, she yeah. jumps in. Um, but in terms of, like, the eating and the, the food, she says famously, like, we don't take food seriously in this home. Yeah. <gasps> So sad. So sad. I wonder if they just, both of them were so busy and like, and interested in, in quote unquote other things that they just used it as like a means of, you know, nutrients. It, to yeah, like exactly. Fuel, that's know? exactly like, what it is. I and I no, And yeah, I know. I know people that do that and that's fine. That's like a way to live. That's yeah, like a relationship type of food. It is so far the opposite relationship that I have to food. Oh like God. I couldn't even compare. I can't even really... Under, like think about what that could be no, like because you and I wonder if because she is not a good cook because like you are an excellent cook an excellent baker just had a delicious donut that Claire made <laughs> I, always good snacks when I come here um the donut was perfect thank you um yeah so maybe that's part of like why you can really enjoy it you yeah know, like maybe yeah, she yeah, was yeah. just so shitty at it she's yeah, like, she's like eggs. <laughs> well and it's also just like it's if it's not fun like she didn't enjoy it you know what it, I mean yeah. like I'm sure there there's there's all kinds of things that I don't, there's like things that I don't enjoy that are just not fun for me. And then right, other yeah. people do them and like, they're like, this is great. And I'm like, Which that's not, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. Um, but anyway, she, so, so she gets, um, but so something happens, you know, she starts to get really more into, in, into politics and into, you know, um, women's, uh, right to vote and all of these things. Yeah. And something's happening in, um, a lot of agricultural schools in the country is this, the home economics movement. Mm -hmm. And the home economics movement is sort of this legendary or revolutionary thing where the work that women are doing in the home is starting to be taken seriously. So Mm -hmm. we think of home ec classes like kind of like a bullshit thing. I don't know if you did, but like it was sort of like this like phone in kind of class, but really like it was teaching you actual skills, like how to like bake muffins or like uh, clean a dish or like just things that like we actually do need to know how to do. Yeah. And in in this time, it was teaching skills that women were just expected to be really good at. 
And maybe right. you weren't, you know? And even if women worked outside the home, a lot of these roles that they were yes. given were caretakers of children or houses. Yes, like, or even, like, right, like, dedicated to them. And, like, in home ec class, I remember we did, like, a sewing thing one time. Yeah, when I made my like, fuzzy dice. Never the, forget Oh, my God, you're <laughs> Which I will admit came out horribly. I side with Eleanor on this. I did not have these skills. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I think my mom may still have it. That's so amazing. I got, take it down. I gotta see the fuzzy dice. Oh my god, we gotta see. But yeah, so I guess like what was so revolutionary for Eleanor about yeah. this is that like she felt like she was so ill-equipped to mm-hmm. become a wife. And I'm putting that in quotes. Yeah. Um, because she couldn't do any of these things. But then here are all these progressive women who are like, no, no, no. We want to teach men and women yeah. to do these skills. Because right, they're so also, like, that, life skills you need. Right. Like, and also, you have to take care of folks. But. And also, like, it's that whole thing of, like, uh, you know, we don't have to teach... I hope this isn't too far of a tangent, but like in my, in what I do, it's like people are like, oh yeah, well, you, don't, you don't have to teach empathy or like you don't have to teach kindness. Yeah. It's like, no, straight up you do. You know what I mean? Like, yes. and like you just have to, some people, lots of people don't know how to sew. Do you know, you know how useful it is to sew a button? I was going to say. You know what I mean? Like, you got to teach kindness. Yeah. How to sew a button. Yeah. And about a 401k. Right. Because, let me tell you. Yeah. These public are... schools did not teach me any of that shit. And it's very hard to choose your 401k plan. Totally. Okay? Totally. World? Right. So Eleanor is like, wait a second. Holy crap. These amazing progressive yeah. women are like taking advantage of this home economics. I'm so into this. This is incredible. And so she starts to really like prop up this idea of home economics. Yeah. So she's in, an adult at this point. She's an saying. adult. Okay. Yes. In 1925, the New York State oh, legislator right, right. um considers starts to consider a bill to make home to make uh the school of the first school of home economics at <gasps> Cornell. Okay. And Eleanor oh, no, I know and Eleanor <laughs> is like, I'm here for this. Let's do yeah. this. Like it, <gasps> okay. and like I said, a lot of agriculture schools were adopting this type of stuff early yeah. on because agriculture being you know, farming and planting and um, things like, you know what I mean? Like sort of more utilitarian or what could be considered utilitarian jobs, but incredibly valuable. And so those schools were adopting a lot of this home ec stuff anyway. Anyway, all that to say, Eleanor is like, this is incredible. I love this idea. She's so into this. Um, but she's still like horrible at housekeeping and cooking. So the so it's like she's like it's, I actually need these classes. No, she needs so, like, these I classes. Need this no, class. literally, yeah. She's like, this is like I'm so bad. Roll. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. She was like, okay, like where do I sign wow, up? First student excited. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 So when she gets to the when she gets to the um when she gets to the White House, there's a woman who's working there from the Hoover administration okay. who's supposed to be like the like kind of like the social. Um, not the social secretary, but just sort of like the housekeeper sort yeah. of thing. But um, she is like also something you have to know about Eleanor is that she is like a ride or die friend, like loyalty yeah. to the nth degree. So um, this woman that worked under the Hoover administration is not as well versed in like the home economics of mm. it all, and so she's like, "You're done, you're out." Yeah, and she hires her very good friend who replaced Lucy Mercer. Never forget okay. from our last ep called Henrietta Nesbitt. Okay. Henrietta Nesbitt worked for the um, Roosevelt's in their house in Hyde Park. And she was like, she was she was a cook. She would clean. She would do the laundry. She would just keep the house together so that Eleanor didn't have to do it. Yeah. But also, like, we have to remember, Franklin and Eleanor, they don't, they, when it comes to the food specifically, they just didn't care. They didn't care <laughs> yeah. what it tasted like. They didn't care what it looked like. And so Henrietta Nesbitt, 
was not good. She was also was not also a good not a good cook. She was also a horrible yeah. cook. Um, often oftentimes when you would go to the White House, you would just get Thanksgiving dinner because that's like all she knew how to make. <laughs> so she would just like make Thanksgiving. She would just make Thanksgiving dinner. Um, she would also um, she was also like she would also tell people that they were eating like really rare cuts of beef when they were just eating like lamb. Like it was always lamb, oh, and it was like really. Julie, thank God they were during the Great Depression and World War Two when people were like rationing. Because yes. these two would never have like yes. I mean, they're like really like inexpensive way of living and like sort of frugal way of dealing with stuff like yes. this is perfect. No, 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 it was. It, <laughs> it was, was like, accidental. It was accidental. And and Henrietta after the first like she 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 Eleanor is like Henrietta, I want you to come with me to the White House. Yeah. She's like, no, like I don't I'm not equipped for that I job. Like I, I can't like I can't do this. And she's like, I don't want a professional, I want you. Like yeah. I want my friend. And she's like, okay, so she comes. She is, everyone, like, people can't stand her because she's a mess. Like, she doesn't know how to, she's not a good cook. She's yeah. not a good housewife. But she can do it better than Eleanor, right? right, right. And so Eleanor is just like, okay, as long as you can do it better than me, it's fine. Um, the president complained constantly about Miss Nesbitt. Like, they were just. Because he wants better food? Yeah, because they were just at odds all the like, time. I'm finally president. Like, can I have a Yeah, 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 yeah. She's just, like, all the time. Um, there's an event that happens where Churchill shows up and everyone's like, certainly there'll be a good dinner tonight. And it's not. It's like the same. It's so that, bad. That's my favorite part. It's like, here's Franklin, like, <laughs> brokering fucking, like, you know, World War II peace yeah. treaty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, and, you know, whatever. The chaos of World War II. Yeah. And with Churchill and all this stuff. And she's like, <laughs> here's some scrambled eggs. She and all the meat was dried out and ruined. Um, she, the president hated broccoli, and Henrietta would serve broccoli like every night. So anyway, like it was just like it was just truly crazy. And yeah. um, there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh, evidence to prove that you know because Henry Henrietta was like such a terrible homemaker. <laughs> yeah, that a lot of the reason why she was kept on staff was um, there was actually a book written about it later on and it's just called ER's Revenge, Henrietta yeah. Nesbitt, like the Henrietta Nesbitt story. So good. Because basically this was, was very quick, very soon after, or about a decade after, Eleanor had discovered the letters by Lucy Mercer. Yeah. And so... Still burned by it. Yes. And so in revenge to that, yeah. We have Miss Nesbitt in the White House okay. cooking horrible dinners. She cooked something called Eggs Mexican, and it was just rice with okay. bananas on top of it. There weren't even <laughs> eggs. There weren't even eggs. No, it's just like rice with bananas. Because that's for many reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She um, was always quoting her in her... She, so anyway, it was just like... It was just... It's just a funny story because I think it really articulates like, and also the the spoil the 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 fuck the sort of nail in the coffin is that Eleanor is not around very much at the White House. She's, right, they live separately essentially. Her and FDR. Yeah, at she's this not point. changing the world. Going to really fancy dinners, and Mrs. That. Nesbitt is at home cooking for FDR, and it's like that is... bad, okay. horrible food. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I said it the past few episodes, but I'm I'm envisioning this. I'm storyboarding it in I, my head. I, I, ER's Revenge, produced, directed, written by Ryan Murphy. Nesbitt <laughs> <laughs> played by Sarah Paulson, obviously. obviously. <laughs> or ER. <laughs> she, she can play both roles. Honestly, revolutionary. Hello, Golden Globe Emmy. Wow. You you called it. All right, get on it, Murphy. <laughs> So this is 
our sweet revenge. If you well, were feeling bad for her in the last episode, we were too, but don't worry. She's so, getting back. She's coming back. Always something up her sleeve, you know? You think she's down and out? You think she's the ugly duckling? Now. No. FDR, she's got a plan. At a point. She stayed with Franklin. Yes, she did. She burned those letters, so she, you know, And she hired movie. the worst cook and in America she, yeah, to be in Slowly, like, trolled him. I love it. And there were just, like, every day the newspaper would come out about the, the fancy meal that she, like, the fancy restaurant she was seeing at in New York City. Yeah. Like, and Franklin was like, what the and she's hell? Like, blah, blah. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like, here's yeah. my dried-ass lamb or yep. Mexican bananas. That's right. Salt. That's right. So, anyway... ER's sweet revenge with Henrietta Nesbitt is how we're beginning this episode because now, friends, we are in the White House. We are in the White House. Eleanor's on fire. She's ready to go. She's ready to be here. She's ready to be First Lady. But she's certainly not going to be doing any of the housework. Um, And we talked a little bit about it, like, with... um, with uh, Sarah Sarah Polk. Remember Sarah Polk? Yeah. Who was like, I hate housework. And we called mm-hmm. her ER of the right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this is this is what we're dealing with here. Yeah. So anyway, we had to start with that story because that story is outrageous. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, we roll into the White House here. And um, 1932 is the election. He's in from 1933 to 1945. They are in the White House. And a lot is going down. So like we just said, I think yes. it's almost that these two came in during this time because mm-hmm. obviously during the campaign it was like hey vote for me it's a whole new deal yes boom he already had his first legislation that's right here so we it's go super excited but she eleanor is sort of she doesn't want to be first lady in the traditional sense no. right off the bat she's like not having that but she's ready to be first lady in the sense that she is going to be famous right away she's from a famous family mm-hmm. she's from a rich family and she knows how to you know deal with the media she knows how to speak publicly. Um, there's a story, I forget who um, helps her with this. Maybe it's uh, the Louis Howe guy, but um, when she first started speaking publicly, her voice would modulate crazy and she would just not, you know, um, Project. polished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah not yeah, polished yeah. in public speaking, which many, I mean, who is, well, unless you like take a class in it or are well trained in it. Um, but they help her with that. So she just like, yeah polishes that little thing and she already knows how to debate and she has all these great ideas so you mm-hmm. said she started in Val Kill the little like almost like brainchild of a new deal situation yeah um so yeah she's very equipped to like be in this role totally. um, probably more equipped to be president but yeah and it's just exciting that she's like okay this is where I am yeah we're gonna leave the cook into Nesbitt yeah wink wink <laughs> And I'm going to do a really good job. <laughs> I'm going I'm to really do a good yeah. job. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, right away, you know, they are, they like we said, they're kind of like living separately, but that doesn't mean that any less is getting done in terms of like legislation. Because I think that no. ER was, L was always kind of in FDR's ear, you know, like, and he, regardless of how he treated her uh, as a partner, as a, as a love, as an intimate yeah. um, relationship husband he he respected her and valued her opinion on everything and he was always in contact with her in terms of making sure that if he had to put out a new bill or something like that she would approve of it yeah Um, yeah she definitely you know was the neck uh to turn the legislation's head at this point and you know Americans knew what they got when they voted for them. They, yeah. She was very liberal. Famously, the daughters of the American Revolution did not like her <laughs> no, at all. They, they called her, her unfit for the role. Yeah. Because um, she was just too liberal. And mm-hmm. uh, in the traditional sense, she was liberal. And 
Yeah, like, I mean, his whole campaign was, it's a new deal. He was versus Hoover, who everyone despised at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you look at that, we love the electoral map. Yeah. I think Hoover, wait, I just had it up. Uh, he won four states. <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah. I mean, have you ever seen, I'll post this picture. No, but that's crazy. That blew, or a country that blew. Classic PA um, going red. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty wild, because... I mean, it just does not. Did look Maine like that to go red? Day. Yeah. See, that's crazy because that's where that weird. Maine, no, Vermont, that's where New that Hampshire, house went. Rhode Island. Yeah, not your uh, typical huh. Delaware. Um, but yeah, so you know they knew what they were getting when they were voting for these people. Yeah. Um, these people mean the Roosevelts, and I think it's you know exciting because the country was in in so much need of help, um, mm-hmm. and you know they rolled in with the New Deal, and I. You know, I'm confident in saying that she had a lot to to do with that because yeah. it was all about, again, like I said, relief, reform, recovery. Yes. Oh, I, I just, like, it. picture my essay in uh, <laughs> this um, But, yeah, I mean, kind of like what we had coming in with the Biden administration. It was, you know, everyone was comparing, like, this is his new deal, his new yeah. back better, and his recovery plan. And it sort of is that way, and, you know, we'll maybe look back on it differently or, you know, for better or for worse, but... They needed relief for poor people, and mostly everyone was poor at this point because of the Great Depression. They needed yeah. recovery for the economy in general, and yeah. then reform on these financial, you know, situations that clearly weren't working. Right. For you know, the system wasn't working, uh, and they needed to prevent another Great Depression happening again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, mm, I guess that's yeah. a whole conversation. Yeah, if they, they did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. It was really transformative for a government to come in mm-hmm. after they just had so many Republicans and small government, small government to be like, no, we're going to like fund this. Yeah, we're, we're going to take care of you. Take yeah. care of people. Yeah. Well, and I think that part of the way that FDR was going to do that was through legislation mm-hmm. and through all of those things. But what Eleanor did and what was so transformative about it is that she found a way to connect with people. And yes. this is before FDR. Yeah. So um, do you, you, you want to talk about my day? Oh my god. Okay. So, throughout her time in, in the White House. We love my day. She is, Eleanor is famous for being a great communicator. Yes. Before FDR had his fireside chats, which he stole from Eleanor, obviously. Yeah, of course. She was, I would say, the most visible first lady up until that point. She had. Super visible. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, she gave radio yeah. addresses. She's mm-hmm. the first lady to give a radio address. Yep. So, sort of like the fireside chat. She didn't call it that, but whatever she was talking about, she was on that. Yeah. She um, wrote a bunch of columns, a bunch of essays and articles in Ladies Home Journal, and just a bunch of other publications. So, she wrote a lot that were published. Mm-hmm. And then, at one point, she started giving daily press conferences, which I think are hysterical and just amazing. She was like, no, I'm just going to do the talking. <laughs> and she would hire only lady journalists to come. Yes. Um, to report on it so publications would be forced to hire these women to be reporters which yes. is amazing yeah but my favorite thing she did is the syndicated column <laughs> so she had something called my day um she basically had a my blog. day yeah if, she, if twitter was around Eleanor no. would have had the most followers I like she would have been tweeting up a storm and i would have loved it uh-huh and she wrote about her day like it was <laughs> like i mean I, I didn't read any of them but like i imagine it was like I got up and had breakfast with Nesbitt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, but she did so many other exciting things. It wasn't just like her mundane life at the White House or like, you know, frivolous things she did. 
But it was so popular, this syndicate. It was syndicated. Like, yeah. folks were chomping at the bit to find out what Eleanor was doing with her day. So cool. And it's just so amazing because here's Franklin, who is pulling the country out of the Great Depression, which they did with the New Deal. World War II did help, yes. But, you know, along with the economy and financial revolution and changes that are happening there's societal changes too yeah men are shipped off to war yeah what has to happen women have to work in these factories Mm -hmm. so you know that is a huge societal shift that's happening and who's there to help lead that with unions and talking about women's rights and talking about civil rights don't forget black women have to work too because black men were shipped off to war yeah there's Eleanor, like writing about this stuff totally having daily press conferences yeah and i just think it's like Even in 2022, I'm like, wow, that shit is impactful. No, for sure. And she was, you know, you're so right. I love the way you're talking about it. It's so exciting. And she also was so, she was so committed to being in the the limelight in a way that felt um, like, like tangible sort of for people. Like she would have like, she would have like. You know how, like, we know so much about celebrities because they have IG, like, an Instagram? Like, she <laughs> yeah. would have crushed that. So she refused to have Secret Service with her whenever she went to events. Like, she hated it because she didn't want it to feel like no. a thing. You know what I mean? She couldn't, yeah. she didn't want that type of protection. And she was, like, famously, like, the threats against her life. 15 was, like, assassination wild. attempts. Wild. Yeah. The like, Ku Klux Klan had, oh, like, the biggest would, bounty on her head. Yes, which is yes, insane because yes. she was just like, hey, maybe, like, black people shouldn't have rights. Or, like, yeah. Jews, you know? right, like, right, 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 right. Oh my right. God. Yeah. Don't, you know how obviously yep. the KKK is. And Franklin, she could speak out a little more. Well, I don't know if she was like, I'm sure they did not like it, but she disagreed with Franklin a lot on some things that he did. Yeah. And in his defense, he obviously had to be a little more moderate, even though he was liberal. Because he had to run a country. He right. needed to get those Southern Democrats. Like, don't forget that's still, you know, a huge racism was still a huge part even during a war and a recession. Yeah. So he had to, you know, cater a little bit to those congressmen and those senators, but she didn't have to. No. So she could be a loose cannon. Totally. And yep. be with the people. And yep. you know, during World War Two she traveled to the Pacific and like there's a story that she walked fifty miles to all the hospitals and up and down the you know, hallways and stuff. And she had to, like, get new shoes because her arches fell. Yeah. Even though that was a thing. That was also where her eardrum burst. Yeah, her eardrum burst. Her knows a lot about eardrum burst. Yeah. Right? yeah. COVID, long COVID. COVID OG is what I'm calling it. <laughs> you're honestly, like, what are a pioneer? <laughs> Doesn't that sound so quaint? Like, you're the first wave? I know, I did. I so was in fun. the first wave, COVID OG. Um, I did but, lose my hearing. Um, But, no, but only for a little bit. But, no, she's she's amazing, and also um, she she promotes like Elise is describing like the this idea that women are taken seriously as yeah. important entities to society and with whatever skills they have because I think that that's what kind of like ties us back to the idea of like this home economics movement like yeah if you want women to cook and clean and sew and um, keep the yard nice and all these things. Yeah. Let's let's teach them how to do it. You know, yeah. she was very and not pro. Just like when men are off to war and you need women to step up, no, like, like should, all the yeah. time. Yeah, because this is their right. So she was like very pro women working in factories and um in yeah. um you know industrial places if that's what they wanted to do. She was all or if that's what they needed to do. She was also um 
she had the idea to have the first daycare in a yeah. factory because if if people needed the child care, I mean, and Which this we is, don't even have like maybe Google has a daycare in the office, but yeah, like yeah, it's insane that because also oh, like the yeah. and like if you think about like any type of um, two parent household, which isn't always the case but you have one parent who works and then you have the other parent who can take care of the child seemingly and in this situation the men are fighting in world war ii the women are now needing to work and so now we need child care and this continues to be an issue in our country but she was very um she helped to start like the first idea of a a daycare center which is amazing so So she she you know she she continues to make waves in in the when fdr goes to for his re-election the first campaign button that the republicans made it says we don't want eleanor either so i mean this woman is just here you yeah. know i mean it's very there is a lot of parallels to hillary clinton in that way you yeah know? Um, she's just causing waves yeah um we have to talk about hick though i, I was just oh okay. Claire, my, i was just gonna get into that i was gonna tie it into the media okay. like seamless segue oh i love it okay um so there was this lady journalist, woman journalist, yes. um, reporter named Lorena Hickok. They called her Hick. Everyone called her Hick. Um, really good friends with Eleanor and Franklin. They were all buds. Yeah. Um, and this is the woman who most people probably know about because this is the woman that uh, Eleanor is rumored to have had a relationship with. Yeah. Inti- a romantic a relationship. A romantic relationship, yeah. yeah. Was it intimate, um, like physical or just uh, emotional? Who knows? Who cares? That's yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but um, she was an Associated Press reporter, and um, they met during the last few months of the presidential campaign in '32, and she's quoted as falling madly in love with her. So Hick Eleanor, falls in love with yes, Eleanor. Hick yes, falls in yes, love yes, with yes, Eleanor. Yes. So, like honestly, I'm in love with Eleanor. Yes. So, like get it. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yeah. Yes. Um, during the when they became friends and and uh, they eventually got to the White House, uh, Hick wrote. Or no, sorry, Roosevelt wrote these long-ass letters to, to Eleanor, or to, to Hick, and um, she was, Hick said that she was planning to write the biography for Eleanor. So this is sort of how this, like, uh, correspondence started. Yes, yes, yes. But they became really good friends, um, but she would write these, like, really, like, beautiful, essentially love letters to yeah. her. Like, I want to put my arms around you and kiss you on your mouth. I can't kiss you, so I kiss your picture. Good night and good morning. Again, best friends, lovers, who cares, who knows? They're like buds. Yeah, so Eleanor has this brilliant idea to, one, promote her friend, who's a woman, genius. Very Henrietta Nesbitt. Yes. And <laughs> to, like, kind of get Franklin to, like, go along with it, let's send Hick out into the country to see how the New Deal is doing. Where mm. it's working, where it's not working. Oh, this is smart. So yep. not only do they, again, get boots on the ground, get to see how the New Deal is actually affecting people's lives or not affecting their lives, and then Hick gets this like dope ass like reported investigative journalist yeah. job. Yes, and when she wasn't so when she wasn't on the on the road, she would live in the White House or she would live at Val Kill. Yes, she eventually yeah. quits her job at the AP because she wants to live at the White House, and clearly that's a conflict. Yes. <laughs> so I love it. she's like, I'm just gonna be like BFF with L. See you later. Yeah, yeah, AP. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know that relationship is speculated on endlessly, but I think it's. One, it's a great friendship, and that's really lovely to to have. But um, J. Edgar Hoover gets himself involved at this point. He is a f- um, FBI director, and he he's so chaotic. Hates the Roosevelts because of their liberals. Obviously, Hoover right. is not. Um, she, he hates her stance on civil rights, and you know all this stuff. 
But um, he uh, uh, says that he, in his biography, he says that he has all this, you know, incriminated information about the relationship. <laughs> he never releases it, so, like, who knows? But also, he, like, used to cross-dress, according to that Leo biopic. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Jay <laughs> You know, people in glass houses. You know, you can't. You can't. Don't throw the stones. Right. You cannot. Say, oh my god, the first lady's a lesbian, and then like cross dress yourself and have a relationship with your assistant. So, like, I don't understand. Yeah, but he you, hates that. you can do anything if you're a white man, though. Oh my god, in America, classic, crazy, yeah, super classic. Um, yeah. So then, also, there's other rumors. I have like a lot of rumors. Wait, about. but what? You, wait, did you say the J Edgar Hoover fact? What's the fact? The he he makes up the fact about Eleanor. Oh, well, I didn't know he, this. he he says that she's like. Um, part African. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So the media because she likes black people so much that she yeah, must be. She part... must have colored blood. Quote. Colored oh blood God. Um, and he, the the Republican or the right wing media, I guess you can call it at the time, conservative media, they would uh, do all these political cartoons of her. Um, so she famously again unions, and she would go down to the coal mines and speak with those folks. And so they would release these uh, political cartoons of her with, like, soot on her face. Oh, my God. And then he would use that as fodder, like, clearly she loves black people <laughs> and she has black in her blood. Like, but also, I, I mean, this is the same. What happened with that? Who were we talking about when the... But first, but also, why, who cares? Like, yeah, you know what also, I mean? Like, it's like, this is like... This is the same thing as the Bertha thing with Obama. It's, it's like, totally he's a Muslim. Does. I don't... Oh, so what do you say? I don't yeah. understand. It's not like he murders someone. You're like, but he's a murderer. Like, no. Who cares if that's the gaudy brain? No, but, of course not. Of course. Of so course. J. Edgar Hoover is crazy. Well, I just well, I just want to mention, too, about Hick. Like, what I think is kind of profound about that relationship is that, um, you know, we see these women, like, first... So, just in general, like, the, the notion that there is not space for more than one woman at a time... To have power and success is like a narrative that we are fed over and over and over again subconsciously through media and all of this. Yeah. And it's definitely how people, how minority uh, folks feel, you know what I mean? And, And I feel like women are in that same category a lot of the times. And I think it's so neat that Eleanor was able to be like, I have this type of power and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow more women to the table and I'm gonna like make opportunities for women so whether she's not a ladder puller which I love no she was awesome and she and I think that like it and that's just it's something that we could all learn a little bit because I think whether we like are conscious of it or not like there's always this tension of like yeah you know women feeling like they can be the only one because there's only room for one at the table and 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 she was so the opposite of that and she was like so proud of her friends and so proud of the women in her life and I just like I love that she you know Hick is like a great example now whether or not Hick was like completely in love with her that's another thing but it's like yeah it's cool that she was not intimidated by this woman who was like also very talented very skilled very eager right, yeah and was like instead of her being like how about I report um on the Associated Press yeah Eleanor was like no you go you, and do yeah. that like I know people who are better and similar to the Henrietta Nesbitt thing like regardless yeah. of her cooking skills it was like well I really don't want to do that so I better get somebody to do that right. for me um, and not even for me, but but with get someone me, who yeah. to do that with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Eleanor seems to be really in the. Um, I don't know if it's Vice President Harris that said this, or I don't know. I'm equating this to the wrong woman, but um, like 
make sure you're, you can be the first, but make sure you're not the last. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. That's a really good mindset that, like you were just saying, even modern day women don't always have. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. us is like, if you take that job, there's not, nothing left for me. Right, right, right. Um, Which is really sad that we still think that way sometimes, which I, admittedly I do too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and I think Eleanor didn't have that, which was really different for this time and, and kind of, of a fresh breath to have. Definitely, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the, the women's wealth, you know? She sure was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, I guess we have to talk we have to bring back lucy lucy comes back around <gasps> yeah tell it so lucy comes back around um eleanor is now like living her life she's mostly at val kill um or in the city she had a place on washington square park um in the greenwich village uh new york city um and so she's mostly in those two places um yeah. fdr uh reconnects with Lucy Mercer as if they never I'm pretty sure they never stopped connecting but yeah so their daughter Anna kind of yes. helped foster this relationship whether why who knows but um yeah I mean all while he was president she was was there you yeah, know she Lucy was, yeah, yeah 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 I mean yeah very much yeah you know, while he's declaring war and like we're gonna enter world war one or two she's present she's around <laughs> yeah Lucy is around so um FDR uh FDR dies in 1945. Yeah. And uh Lucy is with him. Uh he suffers a cerebral hemorrhage. Um when uh when Eleanor finds out about the death, it's because it's being reported on. Mm-hmm. Um she's not even really notified, but that doesn't keep her from uh going right to uh where where he was in Warm Springs and um and you know, hosting a very uh, proper, respectful uh, funeral for him in Hyde Park. There's a story that she walks up to his casket, his like open casket, um, and she takes her wedding ring off and she puts it in the casket <laughs> and then he's buried with the wedding. So it's very much a symbol of like, we're yeah. done. This is over. This was a partnership. This was very much something that we did together and now this is over and I'm no longer, I'm no longer your, yeah, your wife. So, you know, he, they had, so that's the end of, of course, that happens in April of 1945. That's of course the end of FDR's presidency because he's no longer alive. And so that's the end of Eleanor being the first lady. Um, But that's not the end of Eleanor. No. And it's just like, I mean, we could have, I feel like 17 parts of her time as first, like in the White House. Of course, of course. It's just, like, I was just reading through my notes, and this backtracks a little bit, but, like, during World War II, she, her and Franklin got into a huge fight because she really lobbied for um, the increase of immigrants to come to America, specifically Jewish children, to save yeah. them from the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And, um, famously, U.S. did not let Jewish people come in to protect them. But, yeah. um, and just, like, things like that. Like, that is what she fought for, and yeah. not just, you know women's rights in America, but we'll see this definitely when she uh, goes to work with the UN, um, United Nations, she really does care about everyone in the world. Like, yeah, she yeah, traveled yeah. to the Pacific to see the war going on there. She yeah. lobbied for the Jewish children and families to come here and be safe Yeah, from the Nazis. And it's just, I think it's just, it's like wild so much that she did and just... I mean, you, there could be millions of books on her. There are, I recommend everyone go read a book on her because yeah. she just like lived... lived Specifically in the White House, such a full yes. time there, yes. and like didn't host parties. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Like yeah. thankfully there wasn't there was a war going on, so yeah. she didn't have like it was like 
not cool to do not that cool at that to time. do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. i think if even if it was you know quote unquote prosperous times I don't think she would have, like, no. leaned into that. No. Well, it just wasn't, and I think that that's what's so magical about Eleanor, and that's why, like, it wasn't, that's not what she was there, that's not what she was put on this planet to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's just, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't what she was going to, it wasn't what she was going to do. Yeah. It wasn't what she was ever going to do, regardless no, yeah, of yeah. the time, regardless of if she married a president. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of if she was born into a white, rich family you know what I mean yeah. like our girl yeah, I truly you know she would have lived this life first lady or not yeah 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 cool. yeah no totally I agree I think she um yeah she had she definitely had the the Roosevelt fire that they talk about with Teddy yeah she was in it she was an active active lady yeah but not outdoorsy was she outdoorsy I don't think she was that yeah. out, no she was scared of water, water. <laughs> <laughs> although she did stop that forest fire that one day <gasps> classic and she does have tennis in her in her background (laughs) go back listen to episode one (laughs) if you're curious about the relation of tennis and rich people and eleanor roosevelt yeah um okay so what's your advice for anna uh anna l in the in the the white house House. my advice for anna l in the white house Honestly, 10-10, no notes. I know. She crushed it. It's really hard. She crushed it. I, it's I, really I, hard. I'm very biased. I am a little bit of an Eleanor stan. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's hard for me to, to critique her. Um, you know, cut to me at the Hillary episode. I know. She's weeping. <laughs> um, it's never over. I just want to, backstory, I uh, purchased Masterclass so I can watch the Hillary Masterclass. <laughs> so people know I spent $90 so I can watch Hillary Clinton read her what was going to be her victory speech. Okay. I will invite people over. It will be a viewing party. Oh, I love it. Interesting. Okay. okay. <laughs> we need you to make donuts. Okay. Um, <laughs> what are my favorite food? A gingerbread house. Oh, okay. Um, no, we, I, yeah, I think she, I, I can't think of anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe more people like Nesbitt at that White House to like I fuck know. with Franklin. I know. <laughs> like, I know. ER's revenge. ER's revenge. Yeah. ER's yeah. Revenge. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm really... And you know what I really... God, this is not advice now. I'm just, like, praising her. But I really like that, I think, to learn how she was, like, a mom to the kids while she was First Lady is hard to find information because she did so much non-mom stuff. Like, well, she, she wasn't just take care of the kids. You yeah. Know? I, well, Sarah was. And I think yeah, that that's, yeah. that's part of it. But I you think, know. you know, it's so easy for these women to fall into that role, like, of what a traditional yeah. First Lady would be. And to host these parties. And again, even, you know, the time it's recession and war. But I don't know. I just think she, I'm just so, like, proud that she stood true to what she likes. And what she wanted to do and her interests. And, like, thankfully it's not be, you know, a crazy person. It was, like, to be really philanthropic and to, to help. Yeah. But not in like a Hoover, let's all volunteer way. You yeah, know? no, totally, <laughs> yeah. totally, totally, just, totally. Yeah, totally. no notes. I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, let me think if I can think of any advice for Elle. I mean, I think... Uh, I have one. Mm. Maybe She's... learn to make a chocolate chip cookie. Because <laughs> you can really make friends with cookies. I know, it's so true. Really but can. do you think Eleanor wanted to make friends? No, but maybe you can make some diplomatic... You know, you can start Connections. conversation. Connections. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Like, yeah. hey, Southern Democrat from wherever, have a cookie. And right. let's talk about the New Deal. Right, you know, right, 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 right. I feel right, like right. you can make friends that way. Also, okay, oh, so here's my advice. Okay. If 
it feels like a lot to have the Secret Service around. <laughs> Maybe just let them dress in like typical clothes, but yeah. like have the Secret Service around. Don't yeah. be like that. Yeah. When you have 15 assassination attempts and you've yeah. gone deaf, well, like, you need to like, that's a lot. And the really KKK rough. is coming for you. I mean, yeah. come Let's on. Forget that. Let's not At forget one that. point, I do want to say, I forgot to mention this. Um, she is forced to have a bodyguard, uh, a police sergeant named Earl Miller, that she becomes like BFF with. Classic. She is 44, he's 32. Of course, people assume they were having an affair because, like, women, how dare you be friends with a man? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they became buds. Like, she's like, I guess if I have to have you around, like, let's just, like, hang out like let's friends. Hang, like, yeah. he didn't wear, like, Secret Service gear. Right. Um, but they, like, ta- they went diving, they played tennis. Um, <laughs> okay, sexual. Um, yeah, I think they were just, like, friends, which yeah. I kind of love that she's like, all right, if I'm forced to do this, Earl, you're going to be about the butt. Okay, like, we're going to hang out. Yeah, she seemed, like, so good at making friends. Like, she just yeah. seemed like a great friend. Which makes me so happy because up until she, when she goes to, I forgot the name of the school already, Adamsville or something, yeah. um, in London, she was made to believe that she wasn't anything special. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. she was called yeah. a granny. Like, your mom was calling you granny. It's <laughs> no, so I know. It's so bad. And, so like, again, to have that in your really, like, formative development years, it's just, like, so sad. But now here she is as, like, this full badass totally. first lady. Totally. Yeah. That's, like, hanging out with Earl. Yeah. Going to the Pacific. Yeah. Talking with soldiers. Yep. Yeah. Eventually yeah. goes right to the UN Commission of Human Rights. Like, oh, I'm just so proud of her. I know. <laughs> she's she turned those lemons into lemonade. <laughs> Is that the same? <laughs> All right, ten out of ten L. So you're and, and, <laughs> ten but, L. baby girl, you're not done. It's not done. Guys, we're gonna, uh, there's a part three. There's we, a part we had three. To do it. Sorry, we had to do it because you know she he dies in uh, 1945, but she lives. She doesn't die until 72. Did I, I forgot? You or said 60? 72. I said 65. Let's let's let's, let's check. Let's confirm fact check this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wildly wrong. 62. Oh, 60. Okay, I gave her way too much time. Um, All right, but she's still got yeah, so she's, she's still, still got like a couple seventeen years. And then we years. get a few more presidents in there. We got Truman coming up, so she's yes. going to live during the Truman administration. Who was Eisenhower, obsessed with her? Kennedy. Yeah. I mean, the girl lives through a few uh, administrations, which is pretty. She exciting. sure does. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Let's not forget, FDR is president for like four. No, like for like eight years. What is it? No, no, N- twelve. Twelve. Right, right, right. Oh, sorry, three terms. Yeah. Um. And then that all ends. Never again does that happen. So she gets yeah. to live through uh, a couple more administrations and have opinions about it. Which yep. I love. We love. We love a girl with opinions. <laughs> Never ended opinions from our girl L. I love it. All right, we'll come back. Part three. Anna, Eleanor Roosevelt. We've never done three episodes <gasps> on one woman before. Oh, wow, she's so special. Maybe this is where it really kicks off for us because we're going to get into... I know, it's going to get crazy because we did a part two on Mary Todd. Yeah. Two part on Mary Todd. There's just such a wealth of, of knowledge for these women coming up. We're going to get into some good ones. I, I mean, know. The fact that Kennedy's three away is... Well, I mean... What are we... I know. She's going to be. That's... I got a lot to say about uh, Jackie. Jackie. We're going to have to do a whole episode just on the movie Girl Gardens. Photos <laughs> 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 up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you guys. We'll see Goodbye. you next week for part three. Bye. Bye.